I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Representative, are you with us? I am. Okay, thank you for taking just a moment for waiting for us because we want to talk about this legislation. Of course, you represent District 69. Uh, you're out in beautiful Price, Utah, and you have a, a very important piece of legislation you passed. It's going to help a lot of people around the state, particularly maybe some of those great home chefs. It's, it's, it has to do with micro-enterprise kitchens. Maybe you take a second talk about what that is. Well, what it's going to do is allow people – uh, which um, a lot of people don't realize, but they're doing it anyway. They just aren't licensed. But to cook meals in their own home kitchens and um, deliver them to their neighbors or their neighbors can drop by and pick them up. Um, these homes are not restaurants. People cannot come in and sit down at the kitchen table and buy their meal and eat in the home. That will not be allowed. And uh, what we did was we gave authority to the Department of Health to create uh, a plan and a program to be able to inspect these home kitchens once a year and um, require a license. And many of these people have known that they were in the shadows of the health department, so to speak. And so they're very anxious to become legal and uh, do things um, by the law that we wrote. Representative Watkins, this is one of those examples of, you know, the world having to adjust because of COVID, whether it was education or business. And we're realizing that this affects a lot of people and it could have been very beneficial, you know, before the pandemic. How do you see this affecting some of these local businesses uh, moving forward? What what are some of those benefits? Well, I think that um, what is for these home businesses, a lot of people lost their jobs that were chefs and cooks, so they went home and started cooking. We already have people who, even before COVID, were doing this at home. And, of course, a lot of it is um, cultural, uh, ethnic-type-like meals, but not all. Um, There's quite a – there's a lot of people on Facebook who um, have been working through this. And the interesting part about this is um, we've allowed people to do a lot of things from their homes because of bills we've passed in the last few years. The big difference on this one is that that they now can cook meat. Uh, The Utah uh, legislature adopted the uh, FDA regulations uh, on food and meat, et cetera, And so what we have done, we weren't forced to do that. We did it as a legislature. We have modified it a little bit so so that it will allow uh, meat to be cooked in a home kitchen and and purchased by 
uh, neighbors or friends or family. And, and with this license, it will state on the home, it has to be very visible, um, you know, kind of buyer beware that this has only been lo- inspected once a year. And, um, and so, but the people are doing it anyway. And uh, it, it, it's, it's exciting for a lot of people to know that they can get these licenses. And we've allowed the health department a little bit of time to get this put together. But each county, or not each county, but each of the, of the 13 health departments, they can even tweak these regulations to fit the circumstances of their counties. Well, Representative, thank you so much for spending some time with us today. And this is one of those one of those bills. You 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 understand there's an issue out there, and you help put some guardrails on it. And such an important piece of um, of, of legislation to help those some of those small businesses, particularly some of these great chefs. So some of them are doing it anyway. But now you have a chance with some regulation. Great, great piece yeah. of legislation. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you, Jason. Appreciate it. Uh, please stay with us when we come back. We're going to talk about something you can do for this summer. Note, it may involve a visit to all 29 counties. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately... We're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.